This is Dr. Will Wong, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7, with your host, Eric Fiorello. Bravo! The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, if you can believe it, it is already the 5th of March. I mean, I it's amazing. But here in New York, we've had repeated snow. Um, it's I just got in from lifting. It's pretty cold out, as usual. Had a great lift, but um, it's not letting up on us at all, winter. And that's okay. Before you know it, it'll be nice. The days are getting longer. It's beautiful, sunny, and blue skies. But um, if you don't like cold, <laughs> today's not the day to be out there. But I love it. I eat it up, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I just think there's nothing like it. I love cold air. I just love it to death. But on that note, stand up. Take a deep breath through your nose. Out through your mouth. And repeat. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Now, if you go out and look at a lot of the shows I've been doing solo-wise, there's reference to that all over. Why? Because I believe, and I know for sure, you can literally go in and change your DNA. How you think? If you want things in life, obviously you're going to have to change your thoughts. If you're negative, and we can't be positive all the time and all that, but you've got to learn to become positive. You've got to learn to be able to override all these things externally that are going on. But I've explained this over and over again. Everything internally is what you are. You blow that out, not take the external in, which so many people do. And we know where that ends up getting you eventually. And I just think that this stuff is just incredible that I've hit upon. Um, just rearranging everything. And it takes time. I mean, I have been doing it for six months, but I'm already reaping the rewards not only in my training, not only in the businesses, and just my private life, too. Because everything, like I always say with lifting, everything interconnects. There's just no way. We don't just shut the door and we're done lifting. It's always going to be in our DNA. It's not like we go and talk to somebody and we're never going to hear from them again. Or if we don't, we still have them within us. So... Learn to control your inner thoughts. If you want to vibrate pro- vibrate properly in the world and get the things that you want to come to you, that's the way you got to do it. Because remember this, you can be, do, and have everything you want. But this is all stuff that you're going to have to go out and learn. I spend a minimum of an hour to three hours a day depending on what's going on. And when I'm working, I still come home, do some work at night. And I spend an hour studying or an hour listening or an hour reading. One book I will say, and I say it over and over and over, if you've never read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, 
that is still to this day, there's great people out there. It's still the best book. Him and Andrew Carnegie, incredible. You you need to go out and read that book and reread it. I've prior I, I've had that book since I had you know I talk about my great teacher Mr. Klein in college. I've had that book ever since then. That was one of the first books he made us go out and purchase. Um, the book is falling apart. The pages are out of it. I got to keep putting them in. The binding is all taped together, and everybody says, "Why don't you get rid of that?" Never. Never, never, never. It's got a lot of symbolic meaning, and we'll get into that because I think I'm going to start doing chapters on that shortly. Um, also, too, go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champs, Champions, Inc. That is the premier product we have out there. I would tell you to go out and look at that because there's 14 modules in there that will change your life forever. And if you're really interested in doing something different than a lot of the other people are doing out there, I would encourage you to go out and take a look at it at least. Just read it. I think you'll get the idea of where we are going because there's so many more things to add on there, but there's plenty of work to do. Also, too, um, our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. That's a $25.50 and $100 investment in motivation and muscle in Fiorello Barbell Company. It goes directly in my PayPal account and it goes right back into the business. It goes nowhere else. I promise you. Big investment. Also, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We got our good friend Andrew Derniak come in. Obviously, Andrew is a part of the uh, FBC and M&M family. He hasn't been on here in a while, and a lot of the people that have been, like, in and out and stuff, you know, we are. I am doing my best to try to get them on regular again. There's a lot of new people on here. We're going after a lot of new people. And obviously, with me not being in here full-time three to four days a week, it's putting a beating on me to try to, you know, shore a lot of this stuff up, especially if you're going back and forth with people. But it's like everything. You get it done. You don't piss and, you know, moan about it. You get it done. That's the thing. Make a decision. Go out. Take immediate action. You get it done. That's it. Also, too, um, MailChimp, I put out an article yesterday that's out on uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up. Um, we're working with Don G. Fardino right now of 8X Club, and I put out you know the notice of the sale on the club. And speaking of that, right now, he's got a coupon code for $45 off any complete 8X kit. All you have to do is go out and put in MM19, and it's good till the end of this month. So... You go right out to 8xclub.com, or you go out to Facebook, send him a note. Don is a guy that will get right back to you. And he just got, I think he put up six blog posts, and we've done quite a few shows. He's on Saturday with me. Um, really about entrepreneurship, what forced him to get in and create the 8x club. And you can pull it in or pull it out, however you want to do it. But the information there is from a guy like he and I, and I'm sure Andrew can tell you too, and so many of the other entrepreneurs on M&M, is when you love something, when you come up with an idea, you have to go after it, and nothing can stop you, no matter how many times you get throttled down. Um, it's the idea of when you believe in something so deeply, you'll never give it up. And I know many of people that would just throw in the towel after the first time of adversity, 
if that's the case, um, be very careful who you're showing things like that. We talked about that with kids the other day. Um, Dr. Wong and I did a show on, I think it was Friday, and we talked about leadership role. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do that show was a lot of kids are seeing very poor role models. And kids need to see positive, strong individuals, especially men. I mean, I mean that, men especially. So think about that. Check out those shows. Also, too, um, another way to uh, invest in motivation and muscle is by advertising here. Um, I've had much success with anybody that came in here. The shows have doubled now per episode. Um, Lots of great things going on here. Lots of great things. So come on in. Invest in us for the next 30 years. I guarantee you. You will not lose, and we won't either. And last but not least, uh, Fiorello Barbell Company, YouTube channel, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Go out and check it out. I haven't updated it in a long time, mainly because um, the weather here, and I'm just not a guy that can run a camera when I'm trying to train. And it's too expensive a camera to throw it across the uh, backyard and destroy it. So my niece, Natalie, who we've talked about many times, is I think she's going to end up going to um, – college not only on her marks but probably on her on a scholarship she is an incredible long distance runner in fact uh my sister her and um, my brother-in-law were over at Yale two weeks ago looking Yale over I mean she's that smart so um she's going to come and uh start filming me as soon as the weather breaks she's got a nice brand new Canon camera and I know anything she does will be top notch so we'll look forward to that on that note I'm going to give you some information on Andrew Derniat, and here we go. Number one, he is the owner of DerniatStrength.com. He's one of the top grip guys in the world and a world top ranked all around lifter. Now, I'm going to I'm going to um, welcome Andrew in momentarily, but I saw him, you know, this weekend, Rolling Thunder in the Arnold, and I was like, damn man, you know, it was like. It was just great to see him, and I want to. I want to. Um, I didn't say this to Andrew, and he's gonna. This is good. Um, Sean Colnan, who's been on here, he's a he. He's a world class powerlifter. Sean, I think, is fifty, and Sean's been on the last few times. Um, great family. He lost his son to a heroin overdose a few years back, and Sean set up all types of federations. He does a big thing for powerlifting for it, and he helps a lot of people who have substance, oh well, heroin mainly. Um, they thought they had it beat, and they found he found his son um, dead in his bed one morning. So Sean went to the Arnold and competed in the deadlift, and he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of things he's been working through. Let me tell you, God bless him. Um, Sean set the record for the biggest deadlift at that age of 860 pounds. So congratulations, Sean. Very proud of you. Sean's going to be on next month with us. You talk about adversity. There's a guy you want to look up to kids and adults, let me tell you. So on that note, Andrew Derniat, it is always an honor. I'm very happy to have you on and uh, welcome and give out all your info, my friend. No, thanks for having me back. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's always fun to be here and, uh, chat it up and uh, spread the good word of uh, strength and motivation and just the, the psychological aspects of all of it and uh, diving in deep with both hands. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. 
yeah, you can, I mean, you can find me Facebook, uh, just Andrew Derniat and Derniat Strength is the, uh, the gym page on Instagram. I'm at DS outside. Um, uh, definitely the two areas you can follow me on Twitter. Same thing. DS outside and just, you know, hit me up if you're ever in the, uh, Northeast Ohio area, Columbus, Ohio area, you know, it's not too far of a drive. We got people stopping in all the time, a little bed and barbell going on. So, uh, you know, we, 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 if it's weight, we've got it in all types and all, in all sizes. Uh, we're always loving it when people stop in to, uh, do some training with us and just, uh, sharing. Hey, you know, that's the essence, I think, of, um, real physical culture, Andrew. Um, they know you're there and maybe they just stumble on you cause they're in town, but it's a great thing when you get like-minded people that come into your establishment and you might not know them from your left hand, but you build rapport with people and you admire what they do and they admire what you do. And it, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of things that I feel are not acceptable in, in physical. Well, most people don't even know what physical culture is. But what I'm saying is, you know, I feel with Eminem especially, and I know most of the people who are affiliated here with me have the same thoughts. I mean, you know, we're taking our strengths, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, and spreading it out to the world and get, you know, I say one, one step at a time. You know, I remember reading a thing. It's like, well, how do you eat an elephant? Eat an elephant one bite at a time. Metaphorically, it means the same thing. You're, you're not, you know, this is what I try to tell people. Well, I'd love to lift stones, you know, and they'll say, you know, I can lift a 250-pound stone, but how am I going to get to a 300? Well, I say not only you got to figure out your training, you know, what you're going to do in the weight room, but you got to lift stones. It was like when Shemansky said, you know, how do you get your press bigger or your clean and jerk? Clean and jerk. I, I suggested the one guy, I said, you know, I'd go out and buy some uh, a few or get some natural stones. Bring some type of scale with you wherever you're going to go or guesstimate it pretty much. Maybe have a couple that are below that 250 and then go out and find one at a 275 and roll like that. You know, there's plenty of things you can do. I mean, I'll take uh, 10-pound plates or whatever and, you know, I'll take all types of tape or, or rope and tie it right around the stone just to get a little extra weight on it so I don't have to go out and get another stone. So you can be very creative with all these things, and that's what it's all about. And the idea is when people come to, you know, Durney at Strength, you know, new handshakes, new faces, maybe people that you have a lifelong, not only admiration, but you have a friendship with. So, you know, I, Andrew, I think it's very important right now. I think we're at the cusp right now with a lot of things because I see just the way stone lifting is exploding all over the world. And it's not just Husafel stones, it's everything. And I think it's one of the greatest things ever because, you know, when I look at Charlie with the Ard Blair stones and when you've got a round atlas stone, I believe that starts around 40 pounds and finishes off at 335 and in between and putting on, on the old school uh, oak barrels, all these kids, you see these little kids come, they can't reach the top, they put an X on the side. They touch the X with the, the stone and they walk away. I've seen so many of them. They've got a grin from ear to ear. 
This is confidence. Success equals confidence. Go ahead. I, I've been going way, on way too long, but I'm fired up, man. Take it. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, the, the stone lifting is there, there's just something raw and pure about it that uh, you really, you know, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's the, it's one of the purest and most original forms of strength. And now there's a reason why when you go over to Europe, they you know they have the, the manhood stones. You can yeah. you can get a list of them and go around. Uh, and it was it was the rite of passage into manhood was being able to lift a stone to a certain height and that you know is 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 when your manhood started so you know, to bring that and when you, and when you and when you set that in front of a bunch of youth today yeah you know they they get it i mean it, it's you know they 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 understand that challenge um you know the barbell sometimes it's it looks the same, you know. I, I I have the argument with powerlifters all the time. Is that I'm sorry, but a, a 135, 225 pound deadlift looks the same as a 600 pound deadlift. Exactly. But a, but I guarantee a 400 pound stone and a 50 pound stone look different. Yep. And it, it, there's a big size there. And obviously, if you're on lifting, you understand what the plates weigh. But Heck, even even now you got you got all the CrossFitters that, that work out with bumper plates. Yep. And and so a 225 back squat looks like a 500 pound back squat if you're using steel plates, and it's like it's not it, it's no big deal, and it's every nobody nobody cares. And so when you when you put the stones out there, they they appear simple, but when you get your hands on it. <laughs> you know, I mean, a 200 pound, I've seen 200, 215 pound stones, you know, shut down five, 600 pound deadlifters. You're not the only one. And because there's, there's so much more that comes into it, not to mention if it's a natural field stone, you know, that granite or whatever it may be is going to, is, is going to leave you some, some rosy cherries on your forearms, <laughs> your shoulder, your chest, maybe your knees, your thighs and everything else. And there's just, there's something primal and uh, instinctual that happens in all of us that, that take part in any kind of stone lifting where you, you just kind of feel like a badass and you want more. And it, it, it happens regardless of the age. No, I agree. I, I think we're in for a real renaissance here with everything. And um, we need people like yourself, myself, and many of the others like Stevie Shanks and Jack and everybody. You know, they're such ambassadors of these sports. And, it's not, and you know, they don't relegate everything to stones, obviously. But this is a great way to make headway in with a lot of different people. But I, I, I want to get into you here. Um, let's talk about the Arnold, if you don't mind. Um, Andrew was, did Rolling Thunder. Andrew, you can, uh, I'll let you take the, uh, the lead here, explain to everybody what, what um, Rolling Thunder is. And then I'd like to segue in, because I'm sure you were out and about there, um, if there's anything that you saw lifting-wise that really captured your fancy, so to speak. Yes, um, I competed in the Rolling Thunder. It was on Friday morning at the Arnold. It was put on by USA Arm Lifting um, in conjunction with um, Clay Edgen, uh, Ode Hagen, 
And um, uh, let's see, I think the, those were the, you know, the main uh, in Iron Mind Enterprises uh, in, in Barbell Equipment were the, were the main uh, sponsors for the event. It was Rolling Thunder on Friday, uh, the, the Iron Mind Axle Saturday, and the Silver Bullet uh, Hold on Sunday. Um, due to some scheduling, I was only able to compete on Friday morning with the Rolling Thunder. They, they invited uh, from around the world uh, 10 heavyweight, 10 lightweight, and 10 women to uh, compete. Uh, I believe were the, were the numbers the breakdown, and uh, I was fortunate enough to. It was a, it was a four way tie for the top lift. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been to the, to the Arnold Classic, uh, that that ship runs on a very tight schedule, um, and and so we we were taking five kilogram jumps, eleven pound jumps on the Rolling Thunder, uh, which anybody that's used the Rolling Thunder. Uh, knows a 11 pound jump uh, can be quite humbling uh, as you get in, into the heavier weight. So uh, there were four, four of us that successfully completed the 110 uh, or 242 lift. Uh, myself, Tanner Merkel, Eric Royston, and Carl Myerskoff uh, all successfully got 110. Um, I failed to even hover 115. Tanner Merkel was very close to a full lockout at 115 before it came out of his hands. And Carl Myerscroft, uh, you know, he was able to break it off the ground, uh, but not much else before uh, coming out. Um, and then, so overall, I ended up finishing in second place to Tanner Merkel. He's a, a, a young uh, rock climbing phenom that also has uh, been playing his hand in the grip game and, and putting on some body weight and getting stronger. He was lighter than me, uh, even though I'm down to a svelte uh, 213 pounds. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was actually under Eric Royson for the first time ever in a competition. And then uh, Carl Myerscroft, I mean, he towered over everybody. He's, I think, he's like six eight, six ten, and 350 pounds. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's an Olymp- he's an Olympic shot putter from England. So uh, you know, kind of kind of a, a big 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 boy um, that that went out there. Uh, there were numerous, there was a, a large contingent from Finland that came over uh, a couple of guys from Russia, um, an individual from Germany, uh, and then all, all across the U S um, Jed Johnson, uh, Adam glass, um, Eric Royson's from Canada. So, uh, you know, it's it truly the, a, a who's who, uh, in the grip sport world were, were very much represented and, and going all out. So I was, I was for, I was happy to to be invited and still be considered uh, you know one of the top uh, grip and hand strength uh, individuals uh, walking the face of the earth. So mm-hmm. um, always always a special honor there. And then to be able to go out and and, and perform well uh, was a nice thing. And it just you know it goes it comes back and everybody's you know always you know the, the first questions are always oh what's your secret what's your biggest ah. tips ah. Um, and and I always I always go back I'm like listen you know. All right, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Yep. I started this strength game probably when I was seven, seven or eight with any kind of, you know, diligence and passion. And that was because I was playing sports. Yep. And my main sport was, was ice hockey growing up. And I wanted to be better. Yeah. So my first form of strength training was, was tying five-pound ankle weights to my rollerblades. 
back in the day, and I'd go rollerblade around the neighborhood for an hour. <laughs> there you go, man. You know, yep. I mean, you know, simplistic stuff. You know, I got into body weight training just because parents wouldn't buy me weights. But I had an uncle that said, hey, do push-ups and sit-ups. Yep. And then I had another uncle that played football at, at Indiana, and he's like, hey, he's like, it's like speed kills, run sprints, jump yep. hurdles. Yep. You know, that's what you need to do. And so I did that. And then when I was, you know, out at grandpa's house, I always had a shovel and we were digging holes and, you know, just clearing brush and trees out on uh, the old hunting farm. So it was a lifestyle of activity has led me to a place where I can perform with some of the best strength athletes in the world to this day. But it, that's 33 years in the making. Yeah, so, no, I don't. Not, not, I don't mean to interrupt you, but not only that, think about what you just said to Andrew. It's you did very functional and, and I'm not making light of any of it. Uh, very simplistic work, which has been lost now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, go ahead, go ahead. Go that, ahead. That, goes, that, that goes back to like the stone lifting. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, it, it's like, you know, I mean, we, we have all this nice, neat equipment in the, in the, in the, Gyms that uh, the, you know that I've created here is 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 got you know you know top of the line world class equipment. Yeah. And oftentimes I find some of my best workouts are with the sandbags and rocks and stones, or, or just like I've got a cut up telephone pole in the back, and that that's all I need. You know I can do tremendous amounts with very little. And breaking it down to its absolute simplest, uh, and, it, and it, it's just good old fashioned, yeah, you know, blue collar, you know, ditch digging type work. No, I agree because I I made mention on a number of shows when we were kids, we go watch the guys like black topping. All right, it'd be ninety five degrees and humid here, and there was this one place. Uh, I think their name was Louisi. It was a big Italian firm. And there was this guy, I'm telling you, you want to see big. And we always thought it was pretty cool. We used to think he looked like a gorilla. He was the hairiest. He was Italian. I mean, this dude had more hair on his back than anybody ever saw. Because nobody wore shirts. You can't blame him, right? You should have seen the hands and forearms and arms. And the guy would always have like a short cigarette in his mouth. And I was like, I think about that today. Boy, oh boy, I don't know if anybody ever messed with him. But I'll tell you right now, if he did, he would have broke in half, man. He just oozed strength, man. You see him raking and driving and wheelbarrowing. And I'm like, holy cannoli, you know. And when you're a kid, you know, like you're seven or eight, and you're like, look at this guy. Like, is this guy like a, a gorilla or something? You know what I mean? It was like, wow. But I totally got you like that. You know, you're talking about Finland, which brought up a couple things. We've had, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Annika Eilman. She's brutal, man. Holy God. And I think she's going over to the gathering in, in Scotland in August for the Denny Stones because everybody knows Lee Holland Keene is the second woman to do it. But now Annika's saying she's going to pull them without straps, which I think she could. And her trainer, Tattoo Karu, who's been on here too, he's going over to do the Denny's. They're phenomenal, Andrew. And 
He was the youngest guy last year. He just turned 50. And mm-hmm. I think he was the lightest guy ever. I think he was about 220 or less. He he hammered the Husafel stone like I've never seen before. I'm not yeah. kidding you. He ripped it, man. And I was like, son of a gun. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I totally see. I mean, as you get acclimated with more and more of these people you meet, and, I mean, just some of these athletes, and they're not overly large, but, my God, they're phenomenally strong. And they train, you know – when you have them on the show or you talk to them like you and I do offline for a little while, you know, they'll tell you what they're doing. They might not come out on the show and tell everybody, but they don't hold anything back. And the more you talk to them, the more you, you know, you're talking shop and what you're doing and what they're doing. I got news for you folks. Andrew hit it right on the money talking about as a young kid growing up, what he did, what he's doing now. You hear me talking about what I'm doing now with John and everything, I'm doing things now, you know, that people would say, well, you know, uh, you know, you're in your 40s. It's time to hang hang it up. I'm going to put that thing to the floor even harder. I don't care, man. I mean, I love it. If you don't love it, man, forget it. Get rid of it. I'm, you have to love this because this stuff is just punishing, man. You have to love the punishment and give it back because if you don't, there's no way you can thrive in this shit. Agree on that or disagree, brother? Yeah, it, it's you love the grind. Yeah, I mean that that's the you I you know we get into these these events and it, it's I I put events out there and and a lot of the competitions. I mean that that's the icing on the cake, but yep. man, it, it's the day to day. You know it. For the most part, like, I mean, sitting here in a climate-controlled office, I mean, sitting in a chair with cushions, like, <laughs> so this is easy right now. So what I want to do to go out and, and test, you know, we, we like, I think the male ego just loves to, you know, just test itself. Yeah. And so you, you put challenges out there that should scare you. Yep. And – whether it's a personal challenge or a challenge out, you know, in the open for all to see, you, you want to be challenged. Yep. And so you, you lay the challenge out there and now you have to find the systematic way of rising to the challenge. I mean, we were talking offline just a little bit ago about, uh, you know, you, the, the manhood stones and, and then you get the youth that come around and it's like, okay, some of them aren't tall enough to put place a stone on the platform. Yep. They make an X on the platform for the youth to raise the stone and touch the stone to that X. And that youth walks away with just this glow in his eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm on my way. Yep. They, they understand that. Yes. They didn't get it on the platform. They still have, have you know, a work to be done, but they took a step. Yep. It was a hard step. It was a challenging step, but they had success and now they're going to come back for some more. And that's the same thing we do in the weight room where we've got, you know, I, I get the barbell out and you have weights and I, I talk with people. I was like, you know, what it weighs is all is, is, you know, really doesn't matter, but it's a measuring point for you. And unless you want to measure yourself to somebody across the country or across the world, the unit of measure is immaterial. 
Your job is to go in there and push and get outside your comfort zone. And by getting outside your comfort zone, you're creating change. Yep. And that change takes you to a better place. And that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, I, I, you, you talk with people and you, you hear people, oh, you know, I've, I've got bad genes. I've, I've just, you know, I've got bad luck. I've got bad this. And it's like you realize, you know, that we're in the greatest country in the world in the sense that you, okay, you could be given a bad hand. But you also, over time, are allowed to take that hand and change it. Yeah. You you are not, it is it is not your hand to, be, you know, it's your hand to be played and it's how you play it. You it, it, it doesn't have to be your destiny. If you don't like it, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. But, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I got, I got heart disease in the family. Okay, well, let's look at, you know, what am I doing in my diet, my exercise routine that can change that heart disease? Heart disease had to start somewhere in your family yep. and take a snowball on the bad side. How about you be the individual that takes that snowball and starts and starts going, you know what? Yeah, I may not beat this, but I'm going to do something to change it so that my sons and daughters have a better genetic makeup because I chose to do better for myself. That is going to, and then inspire the younger generation to do better themselves. So that all of a sudden, heart disease goes away in your family because it's it didn't skip three or four generations. You chose to deny it a place to stay. I totally agree with that because one of the things I say to myself and and people is stop arguing for your limitations. Exactly. You know, um, you can you can take the most negative situation. And turn it into a positive. But you and I have kind of have kind of skimmed this all along since we've been on the air together. Is this this stuff is not taught in school? It, very little, it, unless it's somebody like you teaching your family or me teaching here. And my brothers, they're all in the weightlifting. I mean, they've got it not to the degree I'm doing things now because I'm doing things in a different light, not only for the entrepreneurial spirit and business. But my point is, this is where people like you and I and so many of the others that we're affiliated with need, like I'm doing with Eminem with the stones and everything, we need now to all connect. Because I don't care what anybody says. No one is hopeless out there. The world is far from hopeless like you're told. We have an opportunity here and everywhere to voice and change minds and hearts, as Doc Ridge used to say to me all the time. There's no bull to that. And it's just as easy to have a piss poor life as it is one that is just shining like gold every day the thing is most people don't feel they can do it they don't think about it that way they are too inclined to think about okay what's the latest iphone you know what what do i want to do this weekend how fast can i do that that's all great if you want to do that how much tv can you watch i'll tell you folks I watched a spring uh, baseball game, the Yankees down in Florida for two innings, and that was all I could even do. I am so enthralled in this this rewiring, this DNA change mentally and thought-wise. When I drive, when I'm out working, 
very little do you even have negative thoughts in my mind. You know, it's usually revolving in my mind. It'll be like this. Um, I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. I've said those things so many times. Those things are going off in my head like bombs all the time. Do you realize what you're bringing into your life and who you're bringing into your life when you talk like that? So I've encouraged, I've done a lot of shows. Andrew and I are going over many of this, these ideas, these standards today. Uh, you, it's well worth your time to investigate it. Hey, give up one night a week of television and go out and start listening to different people. Contact me. I'll give you names to listen to. I'll do that. But you have to, like we Andrew said, one foot at a time. I, like I said before, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Do you understand? You're not going to go out and lift a Husafel stone tomorrow. I don't care who you are. Andrew made the perfect point because I've said it a 100,000 times probably on here. I've had him over here. Big deadlifters, 600, 700-pound deadlifters. Oh, I can lift that 230-pound sphere. Okay, go ahead. Some of them might get it up to their knees. No one has ever lifted that stone and rolled it. No, I take that back. My brother-in-law did. But no, but, well, they've had it, like, lapped. They drop it. Why? They don't have, we talked about this before I came on. The hand strength, the grip strength, the, the wrist strength, the forearm strength. The, it, it's everything. So that's what I'm saying. Hey, Andrew, one other thing, too, I want to hit because I don't want to forget this. At the Arnold, was there anything that you saw that really stuck out to you this year? Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a freak show of people down there. I mean, it's I I uh, I'll be honest. I didn't I, I, I avoided the expo hall. That's what uh, I figured myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just jam packed with everything, um, the good and the bad. So well, yeah, it's you know. It's it it it's a double edged sword down there because the the Arnold is great because it 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 does it it does or like I guess it it should inspire us and it, and it opens and at least it, at least for me I guess what it did is it started the conversation again with even people around here at the gym. And just in and around town is what it starts is the conversation of what else is possible because people see the, the pro strongman and they see Thor, yeah, Thor, you know, come real close on eleven hundred pound deadlift. Yep. And it, you know, the, the question always is, how much more can they do? Mm-hmm. Where's the breaking point? And, and it's it there there is no limit. No. I truly believe that, and it's, you know, you're limited by your imagination, and so, you know, I, I believe Rogue put out $50,000 reward for anybody that could pull 1,100 pounds. Half the Lord put 1,101 on the bar yep. and gave it hell. Pulled it to what looked like he got it caught on his kneecaps, Yep, the deadlift, uh, uh, in which if you deadlifted before you understand how a barbell can get caught on the bottom of your kneecap and just go dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was damn close. And and what happens when, when, when something like that happens is, you know, at first people think it can't be done. 
then somebody is bold enough to try yep. or, or bold enough to put to put to pose the question seriously for others to try. So people take a take a stab at it and come very close. So now there were a bunch of other people in that room that said, "Ooh, maybe this is possible." Sure. And there's going to be a few others in that room that go, I know this is possible, and it'll happen next year. Um, Eddie Hall was I, – I didn't see him. Was he there? Uh, he was there. He, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he was lifting. Yeah, I uh, didn't think so either because I, I didn't, there wasn't really any mention of him. Yeah, I was, yes. True to his – after winning World's Strongest Man, he stayed true to his retirement and, in, and improving his overall health. Yeah. As opposed to uh, continuing to, to chase records, um, but you know he he was a cog in that wheel of driving those weights higher and higher. Yeah, absolutely. Saying, yes, I will. I will do this, or I will die. Well, he did it, and now he's 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 created a foothold for somebody else to step upon. Absolutely. Hey, you uh, know what? you know what? not to interrupt you, but I didn't see him either. Did you see Zdrunas Savickas anywhere? Um, I didn't see him there. I think, yeah. I, I think I saw some photos of him yeah. uh, milling around, but uh, again, I didn't run into him there. But you know, he was another one. You know, especially on the overhead. Oh uh, God! Yeah, lock, overhead press. I mean, it, it's just he was a cog in the wheel to push it higher and higher and higher. And that's what sports do. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why sports continually get better and better. And the the other part is, is you have to understand all of those individuals, we hold them to high esteem. They yep. are all human. They have human thoughts. They have human feelings, expressions, pains, everything. And so by the fact of them being human, we have those human thoughts of, well, if I can do it, it obviously wasn't hard enough to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is something I remember, um, you know, listening to a Michael Phelps, like USA Today interview after he won, I think, six gold medals at the last Summer Olympics in swimming. Sure. sure. And he, there was one of his records that he crushed. I mean, just, just obliterated the, the time gap. And everybody was like, this is incredible. Like, you know, you know, what are your thoughts? And, it's, and he looked as calm as can be and was like, I can go faster. <laughs> you gotta love that man yep and there, and there were commentators that were like you arrogant bastard you just no. set the yep. by like x amount of seconds but but i looked at that and i said no the reason he set that record like that is because he truly believes that he's not quote unquote necessarily special he's right. human like the rest of us and so if he can do something he can do it again and he knows that there's ways in his training, his technique, in everything he does, that there are fractions of a second and possibly whole seconds left out there that he could strive for given enough time to explore that. And it's the same thing with the deadlift. It's the same thing with, with the marathoners that are going out there breaking marathon records. And, and we will see a sub-two-hour marathon run in our lifetime. Yeah, you know, Nike put that whole breaking two out there is just kind of this harebrained idea of can we develop 
some like special shoes, a racetrack, an aerodynamic wedge, a pace car, you know, not making it official. And they came 24, 26 seconds short of it. Yep. But what that did is it then changed the mindset of those guys that were at the top of the game and already blazingly fast. It gave them an extra mindset that said, you know what? It really is possible. Absolutely. So that's what led to, a, to, you know, the Berlin Marathon this past year. And uh, Kipchak runs two, like sub 202. And it was like, holy crap, he did it without all the extra special stuff. Yep. And he, he, gave, he, he took two minutes off the record. Yep. And he will admit, he's like, yeah, he's like, that Chasing 2 documentary and, and year of training changed my mindset into truly believing what was possible. And it was like, yes, he, you know, he needed this, you know, that somebody else on the outside to bet him and guide him into believing that there was even more within himself. And now you have this generation of, of kids and youth growing up and they, they go out and they see the Arnold and they see 1100 pound deadlift and they go, no, that's, that's what I need to do. We got yeah. nice kids that come in here and train all the time, and it's like they see 600-pound deadlifts, and they go, well, crap. If I'm not pulling 600 pounds, I'm nobody because everybody pulls 600 pounds. Right. Well, their their mindset – I'm like, dude, I remember the first time I saw a 400-pound deadlift, I like lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is like the pinnacle of everything. Yep. You know, because I had never seen anything prior to that, and it expanded my mind as to what was possible. You know, the first time I tra- traveled to uh, to Latvia and and lifted uh, with the Russians and and the the uh, Lithuanians and uh, Ukrainians and everybody over overseas, it expanded my mind. I thought I was in good shape. I thought, I was, yeah, Billy Badass, Andrew Derniat, you know, I'm awesome. I went over there and went, I'm nobody. I got. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so it expanded my mind as to what is possible. And so as I go through, it's like, no, you know, you can do amazing things, but remain humble and strive for more. I agree. I think um, one of the greatest things to do is um, watch, listen, and ask questions. And uh, you'd be amazed at what you can gain from things like that. But you, you really hit the nail. Um, Anything is possible, but, you know, once again, your belief system is the thing that's going to get you to where you want to go. And, of course, that burning desire because, you know, we, you and I both know you can have the greatest of greats encouraging you. You can have the best program in the world. You can eat the best food in the world and you can sleep in the most comfortable bed in the world and try to keep every bit of stress off you. But if you don't believe in what you do, if you're going in and you still have doubt or you're half, you know, you got half a foot in, the other foot's out, you're not going to succeed, folks. And I know, you know, you know how you know if you're going to make it, at least I do, Andrew, with me, the way I do things, it's like this, you know, it's like everything, no matter what it is, it could be, you know, someone you meet. Somewhere you're working, your business, of course, we're talking training, but it all fuses together here. 
you know, in the beginning, ah, it's fun, and, you know, it's kind of glamorous feeling, and, geez, I'm going to get this record and all that. But then, you know, think about six months down the road when, you know, you don't really have anybody kind of cheering you on, or now you're not, you know, maybe you're not performing as well, not sleeping as well. It seems like life is just going awry on you. That's when you find out what you got. Because it's human nature, and we know that. It's human nature throw your hands up most of the time and say, eh, I gave it my best. No, you didn't. And that's why I say about Eminem and FBC, you know, if I was still doing IT, I'd be probably making 120K right now. I'm not even close to that. All right. But here's what it is. When you love something this much, when you want to take this radio show and go national and make it the pinnacle of what Andrew and I are talking about here. We talked about the kids with the X on the barrels. We talked about the different formulas for doing things, the, to get people involved in contests if they liked it, to go to a, a Derniat Strength Club or come here at FBC and really learn fundamentals because, see, basics are always going to be there. You, you're never going to lose your basics. You're going to have to relearn them and relearn them and relearn them. I've been around long enough, been in enough gyms, talked to more than enough people, and I hope to talk to more and more down the road to find out there's a lot of people out there that they might be all right at what they do, but they're not good teachers. They just don't have the ability to get it across. You can't take a kid and throw him in a room and say, okay, load 315 on that bar and go deadlift it. Most of them will leave their arms attached to the bar and be walking away. I can remember we were talking about this over with my brother-in-law the other night and my brother. They said, do you remember that Nautilus place you went to? I said, I'll never forget it. And I'll tell you why, folks, why I'll never forget it. You know, it was all state-of-the-art, the whole deal. And a buddy of mine was like, you know, I just started lifting. And I had, you know, the sand weights and all that I always talk about. You got to go to this place. You'll get huge. Well, you know, back then, man, I mean, I, I would have drank horse piss to get huge. I didn't care. We would do anything. So I go to this place, and of course, we got this guy walking around. You know, now I laugh. He had, you know, he's all arms and chest, and he had legs the size of a chicken. We used to call him chicken legs all the time. So he says, yeah, you want to get big. Well, he puts me on these machines. Andrew, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground, all right, with that stuff. And he put me on this circuit. And by, like, the second to last machine when I'd get off, I was, like, staggering. All right, I, I thought I was going to puke. So he, I get done with it because I wouldn't let this guy beat me. But he, he knew he had me, right? I practically crawled to the bathroom and probably puked, it felt like, for a half an hour. I learned a real important lesson that day, everybody. Not that I had a ton of experience behind me, but I had an innate intelligence within me that was telling me that we all have and you should always listen to. This is not the right thing to do, Eric. And I can remember the place was probably a quarter of a mile from my house. I didn't know if I was going to make it home. I thought I was going to die, literally. I mean, I was so sick, and I just couldn't like even keep my composure when I was walking. It looked like I was drunk, 13 years old. I got home, 
And, you know, my father's like, what's the matter? And all this, I said, I'm all right. I said, I just did some training and, you know, I'm not feeling too good. I mean, I went upstairs and just like passed out till the next morning pretty much. But that's what I'm telling you, folks. You know, when you go to these establishments, you know, look around. See what these guys and girls are doing. Listen to the chatter around you. You could decide at that point if you want to stay or go. Because that's the way someone that is smart would think and do. Not get bamboozled to come in and get your face planted on the ground and then say, I'm, this is no good. I, this lifting stuff's no good. It's a waste of time. This is what's happened to so many people out there. We've lost so many people because of these jokers out there that don't know what they're doing. And they put people through things that they're not ready for. Forget the physical end, the mental end. You know, once the mental end doesn't believe it anymore, it doesn't matter what the rest of the things want to do your body. Go ahead, Andrew, take it. Yeah, the the brain leads it all. And, and that's half the time here in training when I'm working with clients is, you know, I'm teaching. I'm training the body, yes, but I'm training a lot of these people's brains yeah. to believe, actually believe in themselves. Yep. Um, because you've got so much within you, you don't even realize it. Exactly. And you really, it, 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 it is a systematic approach to gradually increasing weight on some things for people to believe because it, the weight can go up on the bar and people still won't believe it. They just know that, oh, it's always hard. Yeah. And it's like. No, I, we've made, you know, physiological changes. And then once they see the numbers and they go back and I give them their original weight that they started with, they're like, no, it was way harder than that. I'm like, yeah, it was at the time way harder than that. But we've, 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 you know, improved your outlook on things and overcome the struggle of the lightweight and you've learned to embrace it physiologically. Yes. Your body's not getting as sore nearly as much. And so you, you look at it and you go, Oh, I haven't made any changes. And it's like, well, no, I've got the numbers to prove that we've made a lot of changes. And, and that's, that's very challenging for people to understand because a lot of times it, it does happen. It doesn't happen overnight. Nope. It's a systematical change over time, and it it's little and you know Dan John said it best: little and often over the long haul wins. You know, yeah. and, it, it, and that's just it. Is you know, go out every you know yourself when you when you're training to to lift the Husafell stone and go full pen. You go out and you lift a stone every day. Yep. It doesn't always have to be a record breaking. You know, waddle yourself to the point where you, you look like you're half drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. those, you are going to have those. Yep. But you're going to do that within, I, I say, a realm of sanity, but that, you know, my, my definition of sanity and most other people's is different, as is yours. Yep. So you, you know, you say, you know, with, within reason, you're, 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 you're challenging yourself mentally to push outside your comfort zone. Yep. Some people in five minutes are outside of their comfort zone in a, in a series. I was doing a sandbag series yesterday as part of my training. 
was a sandbag series that we do quite often. It's a 10-minute series. You pick up a sandbag, you carry it down 10, 15 yards, turn around, carry it back. You drop down, do 10 push-ups. Yep. Whatever time's left of a minute, that's your rest break, and you do that for 10 minutes. Yep. Um, rather simple was just going through the 150 bag yesterday. We've gone all we've we've done it up to 250 bag, and but normally the cardiovascular response on that used to just get me and smoke me. Yesterday, yeah. yep. I probably could have, I probably could have done that series. It felt like for an hour. That's awesome, and, man. And God. it was like, okay, this was rather relaxed and chill. Yep. So I'm going, all right, I need to, you know, instead of, you know, leaving the 150 bag out, I got to pull the 200 bag out next time and do it. Or I got to set that series up and go, hey, can I do this for an hour straight? Oof. You know, that's that's a lot of work. You're not right? kidding. Yeah. Because, you know, because right, you have 60 minutes. So so not only are you picking that bag up 60 times, but each minute you get 10 push-ups. Yeah. So if I did that for an hour straight, I'd have 600 push-ups in with carrying a sandbag down, you know, even if I said, all right, you know, 10, you know, 10 yards down and back is 20 yards, you know, so I would, would essentially get, you know, about three quarters of a mile of walking with a, with a, with a heavy sandbag in along with 600 pushups, all just in a, in a nice hour of a work. Well, you know what you know what's so great about what you're what you're doing here is this, and I agree totally with you on this stuff with this distance stuff. Whether when we were talking about the farmer walk handles and all that, and the sandbags, because I just think sandbags are one of the greatest things out there that most people don't take advantage of. They're highly cheap to make. You yeah. can tape them and bag them to make them look just brutal. That's what I do here. But here's what I say. You know, when we talk about Husafel stones or anything we've got to walk with or maybe you want to take the inver and shock the world and clean it and put it to your shoulder 20 times, all right? Here's what I say with what you're talking about and like we do it here with the sandbags and, and I love doing step-ups with them. I go nuts with those. Um, when you're training like that, Unless you're grip and you're just not on that day, I could never guarantee anything. But when you approach that 418-pound stone in Iceland that you've got to walk 50 meters around a sheep pen, that I will tell you the ground is not loving you. I'll put it that way to you. Um, it's not a blacktop driveway, a cement driveway. You damn well better be very good on your feet, have good strong hips, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But when you hear what Andrew's doing and some of the stuff we tell you here, that's going to prepare you in a way to carry that stone like you can't imagine. But you're going to have to put the time in with that. I mean, you and I both know, you know, no matter how many sets you're going to do that, how many rounds, how many push-ups you're going to do, no matter how good a shape you think you're in, that is going to put your put you on your ass for a while. Yeah. And this is where I draw the line with people. You know, obviously that Nautilus thing was a joke with me, and I would never do that. I went once and never went back. But if you did that to me with a sandbag and a push-up, which you probably wouldn't anyways, and I'm not saying don't push yourself or push people. You have to do that. But you don't take somebody and make them sick, all right? And you don't sit there and kind of, like, laugh at them. You know, if it was today and I saw that dude, I'd snap his fucking neck. 
You know what I mean? You never do that to people. Because if you want people to keep coming back, if you want to help people and offer solutions, I always say you kind of just bring them close to the edge and let them walk away with a big grin like we talked about with the Atlas Stone to the, to the wood barrel and make them want to come back. Make them come back and say, Andrew, you know, I didn't feel really great, but, man, I feel super strong two days later. Let's do it again. Isn't that what you want, folks? That's the important thing. That's what it's about, man. It's not killing somebody. Andrew and I got into this offline. I was telling him about the dead starts and the and the and the, um, the stones I do in between sets, and I get this note back. Well, that's not heavy, and I made the offer to come here. I'll put you on your ass permit. I never heard nothing again. This is the point, folks. It doesn't have to be ultra heavy every time. Andrew said the same thing with the Husafel. You know, go out every day and lift something. Lift one stone. Even if you lift it up and put it down and walk in the house. The point of the matter is it doesn't have to be 400. It doesn't have to be 450 or 500. It could be two and a quarter. Do you understand? You're getting gain from that. You're getting mental gain, and you're also getting some recovery. And you work on your form. You're not, look, you can brutalize these stones and everything up if you want to. That's fine. But I'd rather have a form when I pull that thing, I kill it, put it right up, and away I go. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 repetition over time. You know, we 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 can we've we've hit on it so many different ways. Of, you know, it's it's repetition, repetition. That's that is a key to you know strength training. You don't practice things something once and be great at it. You got to practice it time and time again. And, and done in a little bit different ways. Yeah. And that's what will ultimately lead to success. You, you know, said, you're, not to interrupt you, but you remind me of what Vince Lombardi said. We don't do things well once in a while. We do it great all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and great doesn't have to mean setting a world record every time you walk in the gym. That's That doesn't mean great. No. You know, no. Th- you, you want consistency. You need to train consistently over time. And and that takes patience and it takes you showing up time and time again in order to accomplish that. Totally. And, and so it, it's you. And if you hurt yourself on one of those times, you now have to take time off to be able to come back. And that's, that's not good. No. So, you're better off doing less and achieving more long term than you are to go in there on one day and be like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, dominated this. Well, guess what? You you actually just hurt yourself. Now you got to take six weeks off. Oh. Worse off than you were when you started. Had you instead of going in and, and lifting and trying that 400 pound stone and getting crushed by it. Be like, hey, let's let's do that two hundred pound stone. Let me do that two hundred pound stone a hundred times. I agree with you. I you agree. Know, and, yeah. And and then when you when you get to the point where you're you're at that four hundred pound stone, you know, there's no there's no it's not even a question. No. And you, no. you just full on dominate it. But it's you know that's built you you you've built up the tendons, the ligaments, the mindset, the you know the everything's to a point where it's it's indestructible. I mean, we, we you were talking about your your cousin who's 
you know, he gets on a football field, and people just can't tackle him. He's just hard. He's just yeah. solid as a yeah. rock everywhere. Yep. That is, it, it's he's trained over time. He didn't just go train one time. No, he's just he's lived a lifestyle of strength that permeates his every being, and that's all that matters. Hey, you know something, Andrew? When you go to the chalkboard and you draw everything up, I mean, it can be weightlifting, it can be seams in football, whatever. The bottom line is this. You have to be a leader. You have to know a hell of a lot what you're doing, but most of all, you have to have your men and women love you. Regardless how tough you are, regardless what your standards are, you have to put it in a way that these men and women are going to follow you. I've been telling everybody in the last few shows, you know, when my dad passed away, obviously my mother, you know, brought everything or gave it away. But my mother was going through some books one day and found this old book about Vince Lombardi. And it was edited by Jerry Kramer, who was probably one of the best guards ever, Hall of Famer, killer. He loved Lombardi like all of them. And I can remember him saying, he goes, he was tough as hell, but he loved his men. And everybody that played for Lombardi was either a successful entrepreneur or went on to be a Fortune 100, 500 success. That's all. And you hear these guys even to today about Coach Lombardi, the gap-toothed Italian whose father was a butcher. And he was just a phenomenal player, and he was just a phenomenal coach. And I compared that to, you know, modern day, Bill Belichick. Most people hate him. They hate Brady. I don't know what Brady would be. We had this discussion the other night over my brother-in-law's house on my mom's birthday. What would Brady be if he played for somebody other than Belichick? I don't think he'd be as good. I could be wrong, though. But Belichick is a proven winner. He has a system, just like Lombardi did. These men could go into a failing program and suddenly be like, how many players? I mean, I've seen so many players go through New England that were washed up, supposedly, or got in trouble. He turned, well, I believe he turned their lives around. And they came and thrived. See, it's all the atmosphere. You walk in Durney at strength, you're going to know right away if it's the atmosphere you want or not. You come here, FBC, is it the atmosphere you want? Well, I've had people say, you know, everyone knows I got a 95-foot driveway. And they'll come and hit the last 30 feet. And you can see, if you can see well enough, you'll see at least one big tire against the front garage wall. But when you walk and you look to the right and left, I've had people say to me, I knew before I even talked to you again, this was some serious shit we're dealing with here. That's what you want to do. You want, you know, I hate to say it because a lot of people don't want to hear it, but, you know, the look is everything. And it's not a phony look here. It's a look of, you know, Andrew and I were talking about the laborers, you know, the the wrench turners, the black toppers, you know, digging ditches, all right, farmers, strength, man, natural strength. I mean, these were people that could put the balls to the wall, man. You don't want to mess around somebody that's milking. Now they don't do that, obviously, machines. But think about they use their hands for everything. You know how strong your hands? It's just amazing. Hey, Andrew, um, what I want to do, you know, because I know we're getting near the time and everything, and we're gonna, t- and we really have talked a lot about strength specialization. But 
you know, I love the whole idea with the sandbags and everything. And what what else do you think? I mean, we want to, you know, um, do we want to hit maybe a piece of grip here, or what do you want to do here? I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in your ballpark here. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know some of the things that I've I've been, uh, you know, it just goes back to, to to your philosophy on a lot of things is is pick stuff up and move it around. There you go. Simple. <laughs> Let's 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 not like overcomplicate this, people. It's like pick up, move, repeat. Yep. Like like there you go. I you know I had you know one of, one of my clients uh, and members in today, and she's like, God, you know what? I finally started integrating some of the things you were talking about. It just like just ten minutes a day, and she's like, like you know, and at first I thought this was silly, of just doing something for ten minutes, and. Now she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I'm noticing the change. Yep. And it was so simple, I had overlooked it. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, we often do that, that if if you you overlook the simple because you're thinking that this training idea, this, this thing that we do needs to be exponentially complex. Yep. And we're looking for the secret training plan when it's – you honestly pick something up and move around. Yeah, totally. And if it felt good, okay, move around faster or move around more or pick something up a little heavier next time. Yeah. Well, like you said, with the sandbag, sandbag walks and the uh, push-ups, folks go out and do, you, you can stagger it other than your workouts, but go out for 10 minutes or five minutes, or whatever. But you have to warm up good and go balls to the wall, and you're done. You know, you start doing stuff like that. You know, I have people come to me. I need to lose weight. I'm like, okay. And what would you do? And I'll tell them, well, we, you know, we'd always – I I'm a big believer in anybody. I don't care who you are. You come here, we master body weight. I've always been a massive believer in that because that's what I warm up with other than – might be a light sandbag doing some step-ups or, you know, you straddle and go shoulder to shoulder, whatever, all right? I still believe walking is the best for anything. Sandbag stones, you could turn lethal, and they'll be like, well, you know, and you said it. They all want complication. Three-hour workouts. Well, you're not going to get a three-hour workout here. Not going to happen. I don't care how good you are. Now, if Andrew and I are working out together, we'd probably work out all night. I, I Just because we love doing shit like that. But I'm talking about the 9 to fiver, and obviously you work with athletes and stuff. But I'm talking about the people that usually are paying the bills. All right? And they don't get it because they've been brought up with this idea that, you know, more and more and more. Well, more and more is not going to do it for you, especially if you've been. I love to hear people say to me, "Well, I could move the weight you did, but I haven't trained in 25 years." I look at him, I say, "You, you know." I was like, "Forget it. It's not even worth answering." The point I'm trying to say here, folks, is this: like Andrew said, pick it up, move it, repeat. Remember what Frank Klein says? I say, I'll say it at the end of the show: repetition, repetition, repetition. If you get that in your head, like I said, with that burning desire, it does. you don't have to worry about a year from now, five years from now. Let's just take today. Like I say, one step in front of the other, how to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. That's it. If you get those fundamentals down 
and you have that burning desire and that deep belief in yourself and you have an Andrew Derniat or an Eric Fiorello or whomever behind you, we aren't gonna, we can't do the work for you, but man, I'll help you out every way I can to, to help you get to where you want to go. But as our good friend who we lost last year, Steve Jack would say, and he said it on the shows here a number of times, you've got to shoulder the responsibility. Andrew, summarize anything, give out all your info, I'll give mine, and hang on the line, please. Yeah, um, you know, my biggest thing is just tell, keep, keep moving forward. Um, there's all, you know, there's always something you that can be done. Um, you know, take your, you know, you, you got to flip the script, flip the script yeah. on, uh, on your, on your way of thinking of, you know, are you, you know, take, take a supposed negative and make it into a positive. You, you, you just need to keep moving forward. If you find yourself idle and sitting still, then you're not progressing and, you, you're, you just need to move, you know, even if it's not, you not, you may not be progressing in the traditional sense of the word, but just if you're moving, you're at least doing something. You're not, you're not sitting still. Um, and so even the worst program done well is better than the best program half-assed. Totally. So, I mean, that, that's, this is where it is. So you know, take yourself, put yourself into what you do. Give yourself to it and just keep moving. Uh, if you're at, like I said, if you're ever in the area, you know, look us up. Facebook, Andrew Derniat, Derniat Strength. Online, DerniatStrength.com. Um, Instagram and Twitter, DS Outside. Um, and we're in Worcester, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. So you're south of Cleveland, north of Columbus a little bit. Come on, stop on by. We got a lot of place for you. We, we always take in the strays and, and have everybody here <laughs> doing everything. So uh, don't, don't be a stranger. Hit us up, ask questions. I mean, you know, ask Eric questions. This is, I mean, this is literally what we do for a living yeah. is get on our soapboxes and hash this stuff out. So uh, we'll give you our, our honest to goodness thoughts, feelings, and, uh, and opinions on, on all of it. And hopefully you take it, digest it and find a good nugget and, and improve yourself. Cause that's what it's all about. Well, one of the things I always say, Andrew, now more than ever, is go back and listen to all these shows, because you are not the same person today that Andrew and I did a show a year ago and you listened to. He talked about gold nuggets. I guarantee you, every time you listen to one of these shows, you're going to find another nugget. Now, there's um, close to 1,100 shows already will be up five years the end of September. There'd be a lot more, but, you know, I'm out having to do other things to support everything. That's called commitment. But as I said with Andrew, you know, not only is this guy a record holder and an elite athlete, but the guy's a leader. See, you go to a place of his establishment, and maybe you don't know him from a hole in the wall. Attitude, leadership, that's more important to me than anything. I could train somebody out in a, in a hole in the ground if they buy into me being the leader of teaching do i know everything no i don't do i'm gonna am i gonna learn everything i can i'm gonna learn every damn thing i can learn till my last day i breathe on the earth when you have that attitude i don't see how you can fail and there's nobody that's gonna trip you up and if they do you're gonna know how to change it real quick and we'll get into more and more of this um 
I want to read something. I usually read this at the end, but I didn't want to forget it. And this is out of Lombardi. Winning is the only thing. And I thought this was always very interesting because I've been listening to, like, General Patton on winning. And I'm going to read this little paragraph to you. I saw the movie Patton, and it was Vince Lombardi. The situation was different, but the thought was the same. We're here to do a job, and each and every one of us will put everything we get got into getting the job done. That was Vince. Patton believed in reincarnation. Who knows? Maybe it was Patton who coached the Packers. That was by Frank Gifford. Um, very interesting things, and as we said, it's not taught many places anymore. Um, because everybody, they want to have trophies and get along and everything. I got no problem with that. But, man, you got to go out and do the work. And if someone needs help, you help them. You can't do the work for them. And the sooner people realize that, the sooner they're going to be able to function properly. Don't buy into the world's idea that, you know, we don't want anybody better than the other. We would never be here today where we are. If there weren't better people than Andrew, myself, anybody, you know, there's people in every field that are tops and there might be somebody coming up right behind them. Don't ever let that dissuade you from doing what you want to do. And don't be afraid about what people think of you or say about you when you go after your dreams. Because as I've said many times, walk through any cemetery and listen, you'll hear people saying, I only wish I did. Don't do that. Believe in yourself. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, if you'd like Andrew and I to do a certain particular show, Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.R.com, that won't be a problem at all. Um, go out to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank you for that. We are on Spotify. We're also on Google Podcasts, and we're out on all kinds of platforms. Now, if you want to get Eminem in your car 24-7, it's AHA directory, pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid, and I mean this, to give somebody five words to inspire them. You don't know what's going on. There's a lot of very sad people out there right now. You could help somebody out just saying a few nice things to them, walking away. You never know. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. Once again, my mom used to say the same thing. You don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know. And more so today, I think, more so than ever, especially a lot of kids. A lot of kids. So be kind, man. It doesn't hurt to show your strength. That doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger. If you're going to lift it. Bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great hoose of steel stone crusher domination, it says in blood red that it looks dynamite. Um, We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It has now become a tidal wave, brother. And it's getting higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, we talked about this during the show. 
Repetition, repetition, repetition. Frank was my greatest business professor in college. He was one of the most outstanding people I've ever met in my life. He had a big walrus mustache. He was a big guy. He was a semi-pro football coach, too. I, I, I hit it off from him from the first day I walked through the doorway, believe me. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. Frank used to always say, too, uh, winners never quit. Quitters never win. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, he would walk everybody to the door no matter what and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day. Sometimes I walk around saying that. People look at you like, what the hell? Well, once again, we're talking about mind shifts. You might have something happening. You just walk around and say, keep smiling. Wait till you see how happy you'll get. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We will blow the roof off your house. Stick with us. Be part of the family for the next 30 years. We need you and you need us. Uh, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would say that in today's world. Before I sign off with Andrew, remember this. You're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. Get that in your head. I'm telling you right now. And hang around with people that are like-minded. And the best thing to do is even hang around with people that have achieved success and are better than you at this point. That's how you learn, man. That's how you're teachable. That's what's really important. Andrew, what a killer show, man. Welcome back. Um, it's always an honor, and, man, I always enjoy talking to you because you and I, you would swear we talk to each other every week. We just have the ability to pick this art right back up. So thank you for being on, my friend. No, it was awesome as always, man. We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. So this show will be up. I might write the notes tonight, but I've got to work. It'll be up within the next two days, so look for that. And um, – I think I got Scott Shetler on Saturday, which are always great shows. He's another one. Pick up right where we left off. Just I've got the greatest family in the world here. I mean it, man. I appreciate all of you, uh, and, and the show does too. And one day we are all going to be standing on stage together, I promise you. So for Andrew Derniat, this is Eric Fiorello. Like I said, the show will be up within the next few days. Have a great week, everybody. And as Andrew said, Go out and pick up and move and get mobile. I second it. Get out there and just kick it right into gear. Thanks, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.